All right, this is it, the final hour of the Fan Morning Show on your NHL trade deadline. Lots of content to come. What a way for us to close our show, our hour, with the best in the biz. Our Insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. I hope your phone is charged up, Elliot Friedman. It better be plugged in this morning, your phone. Elliot, how's it going this morning? It's not plugged in right now, but it is fully charged, so we're okay. Okay. You know, traditionally, historically, on the Fan Morning Show, in my last two trade deadlines, you have had to break news in our... Eight o'clock really? hit. Yes, both times. I remember you said, ah, "Gotta go." Beep line. <laughs> one was well, like one's already one's already happened. Yes, so we'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see if we can we'll avoid welcome that. Welcome it. No, no, it's further. okay. We'll welcome it as long as it's something good. And uh, and and I think that you'll have the guy. You're the guy with the scoop. But I just I remember vividly. It was exciting. There's a pulse mm. in the air today. And I, I think Elliot, we need an official ruling on the Benino deal. I don't mm. know if you have the full details of the deal, but we're doing the over under on trades today. Is that officially a Friday trade or a Thursday trade? No, it happened um, after Sano's game last night, and we are in the Eastern time zone, which is everybody else knows is the only time zone that matters. So Correct. it counts as a Friday trade. Okay, yes. okay. That's, yep. Put one in the books then. One down, mm-hmm. many to come. Mm-hmm. So do you anticipate many to come today or, or a bit of a quiet? I mean, we've been excited about this week, but has it, has it left any room for a Friday success deadline banger? You know, I think that... Uh, I think that what I'm thinking is not necessarily about the quality, the quantity. I am at this time of year, guys, I am incredibly paranoid, like even more than normal. I'm actually generally not that paranoid a guy, but this time of year, I'm very paranoid. And my thing is it was so quiet last night and so much has already happened that something, (laughs) excuse me, something's going to happen that we are not expecting. Ooh. That's what my, I am, I am expecting one trade that we all look at and say, where on earth did that come from? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I heard you talking about the anxiety of the unexpected last night. Like, was there like a recalibration process for you now that like everyone that we expected to go has gone? Have you been like pouring through old notes and trying to crack the code on what the unexpected might be today? I'm like Zach Galifianakis. Yes, uh, that's exactly what I'm doing, trying to count cards. No, seriously, like you have a list and you have your list of names. And you know what's funny is like Rory from the website, Rory Boylan and Brian Spear, who's producing today, they were both calling me yesterday saying, all my trade boards are done. Who else should I be looking at? (laughs) So you kind of go through the rosters and you say, okay, what about this guy? What about that guy? That absolutely, Justin, has happened. You're trying to like, like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like, the one, the teams I'm looking at, I'm looking at Winnipeg. Um, you know, they haven't done much yet. Uh, I'm looking at Calgary. That was a bad loss for them last night, just in terms of what it means in the standings. I think they have some big decisions to make. Uh, I think New Jersey will probably add like another depth player here and there. Um, and I want, and I wonder about the Leafs. Um, you know, the, the thing I wonder about the Maple Leafs is they've done a really good job of keeping. Uh, they're a lot of their roster together with the exception of Sandine. The one thing I worry about for them now, um, just aside from their, their game is, are they worried that some of these guys who might get squeezed out of playing time are, are going to be unhappy and maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're going to be like, you know what? This is not the time of the year to be unhappy, but I've seen cases before 
where teams have added guys and guys get knocked out of their roles, and it it causes a problem. So I'm curious about that for Toronto. Yeah, as much as like, okay, you brought in six bodies, that should fill a variety of holes. It seems like there's still a lot of questions. I mean, they were kind of speed dating last night. Everyone was playing with Morgan Riley. They were trying to figure it out. But it seems like there's no obvious solution to some of the problems that maybe we thought they were or they had addressed. So it will be interesting to track them uh, today and see if there's another move to make things make a little bit more sense, at least on the back end. But just as like a baseline for the Leafs, where are they at from a salary cap and flexibility standpoint? I think one of the really impressive things about what Kyle Dubas has done is set themselves up for another move. But just so we're clear on what they can do and what they have at their disposal, like what is their cap situation as it stands? And if they decide, hey, we want to upgrade forward, could it be, is it as simple as, okay, the price plus Kerfoot or the price plus whoever to make whatever they need to get done, done? I, the, the, the thing that we all have to remember is Matt Murray. Like, I think if I did the math correctly, they have like just under $5 million in, in cap room to do stuff. But the, I, I'm under the impression that there's a, there's a decent chance that Matt Murray is going to play tomorrow night in Vancouver. So if that's the case, you have to be able to activate him, right? So anything they do, Justin, is with with um, with with Matt Murray's uh, uh, number in mind. That you you have to deal with that. So that and also, I I do think they want to sign Matthew Nye, Matthew Nyes by the end of the season. So I I look at whatever they've got and I say subtract <coughs> Matt Murray's uh, return and subtract. Um, and subtract a, a contract from Matthew Nyes. And you've got to think that that's going to be pretty close to a max contract for a player, a rookie. The, uh, I, I, maybe it won't be, but the way he's played and how, how good he's been, even though he was the second-round pick, I, I think he's going to get a really good deal. So that's the way I look at everything. Now, Justin, I know the Kerfoot thing. Everybody talks he's going to be gone, he's going to be gone. That extra draft pick that they paid to Minnesota in the Ryan O'Reilly deal was to keep Alex Kerfoot on the roster. Uh, I believe when they started all this, it was about keeping Kerfoot here because in the playoffs, you get injuries, you need people to move around the lineup, and they think that Kerfoot's very important for that. So I'm not as certain that he's going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I don't think that's what they want to do, and I also don't believe that they are interested in, in getting a goalie. I know everybody's been talking about that, but all the intel I've had is that they're not going to do that, uh, which probably, which is probably why they're going to end up doing it. <laughs> Kerfoot's interesting because it's like that seems like that's the move that might upset people within the Leafs. Like it seems like Kerfoot's a very well liked guy, and everyone wants him to be around. And maybe that would be the move that would upset the mix a little bit. But if it's not Kerfoot, it might mean it's not a forward. If it's not a goaltender, which you're you're, you're providing your opinion on, then it's it's not a goaltender. But if it is something, then maybe looking towards defense. Uh, if you're watching Morgan Riley last night and you're seeing the options for Morgan Riley, whether it's Gustafson or Shen or maybe Hall, doesn't it seem like despite everything that they've done, they still haven't found someone to play with Morgan Riley? It, 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 it's been a weird year for him. There's 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 no question about that. I've been. Like I'm, I'm a big rally guy. I, I think he really, I, I mean, I think he's a good player. Number one, and number two, I think he really loves it here, and he's a big part of their team. So, you know, I think that's that's important. I am surprised at the way this year has gone. You know, I, I have to tell you, I don't. This is just my opinion, Justin and Alish, but I have kind of wondered at times this year if some of the Leaf players are like, okay, we've made the playoffs. 
I don't know if conserve is the right answer. I don't know if waiting for the playoffs to start is the right answer. But, I, you know, you watch Matthews at times this year, and he's been battling injuries too, and Riley's obviously been battling injuries too. I've kind of wondered if some of these guys are like, you know what, you know what, nothing we do in the regular season is going to matter if we don't win a round. And I've, I've kind of wondered, like, you know how swimmers, they kind of taper themselves towards the big meets. Like, I haven't asked anyone about this, but I've just watched it this year, and I've kind of wondered if some of these guys are kind of tapering themselves for the postseason. And, uh, and, and to be honest, like, that's the way I kind of look at it with, with some of these guys. It doesn't matter what happens now. Now, the one thing I, I do wonder about, guys, is after the deadline's done, I do wonder if they go to Riley Brody. You know, they, they're going to have some flexibility now. Um, they're going to have a bunch of different guys. And, and we've seen that Keith has tinkered with his forward lines. I, I just wonder if we end up with Riley Brody for a significant amount of time here just to see how it works. Well, I think there's a lot of good pieces, but it's about putting them in the right order of the puzzle to make sure that it all works out. And I think over the last couple of days, it's been an influx of players and maybe a yep. little bit of wiggle room. And we'll give them a little bit of grace for that, but certainly some some pieces to figure out. Um, let's look Canada-wide in terms of all the teams that have uh, maybe a little bit of onus on trying to improve. And I think you mentioned it with Flames uh, being one of them after last night, another tough loss. I think that's four in a row. They're still out of a playoff push. They can't win close games as we've seen but they had a great performance from their goaltender which has been a question mark so far um what's your what's your in you know your, your gut feeling and if they're going to sell or they're going to buy and if this last stretch really impacted their decision on that well i, I think it i think it did i, I mean Alish, i've been using the same line on the flames for about a week now it's that they're in a position that they never expected to be in and i think they're kind of reeling a bit and um, I, I just don't think they were prepared to be in this position at the deadline of what it could be. And I think teams have called them and said, what are you thinking? And I, and I think their answer has been like, we, we don't, we're not really sure. Mm. And I, I think like, I, I am prepared for it to go two ways here. I am prepared for it to go. They do nothing and just let it play out and punt all their major decisions into the summer. And I'm also prepared for them to, uh, say, you know what, um, like, I think they have players who interest other teams. Players, like, if you look at their guys who are free agents, not this year, but next year, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really good players there. And I'll, I'll bet they'll get asked about them. I'm not sure about the likelihood of any of this happening, but I'm sure they're going to get asked, and, and we'll see what they do. But I don't see them adding a rental. <laughs> I'm not, like, if I, see, if I see them adding anyone, it's someone who's there for a while. Um, but I, um, I think they're, this whole year has been a big mystery to them, and I think that it reflects in their planning towards the deadline. Uh, these last few years have been a big mystery uh, around the Vancouver Canucks, uh, but they could be busy today. They could be one of the teams that any team, any contender goes to looking for high impact. Guys like Brock Besser, JT Miller potentially available. Do you have any sense on what the Vancouver Canucks might be plotting today? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I got a call like first thing this morning from someone and I was, I was just talking to them about the overall situation. And uh, like the one thing, he actually got a little bit annoyed at me uh, a bit. And uh, I said, you know, what's, 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 you know, well, I, I'm not going to say what I said to him like on the radio. Cause it was just one of those funny exchanges that people have. And he's like, 
the the reporting of what Vancouver's considering doing and the reality he thinks of what Vancouver's considering doing just, just aren't the same. So I am really curious to see what comes out of here uh, today. Um, you know, like the because the, the one deal that they made with Detroit, like I'm supposed to be this wonderful insider. Like I, guys, I didn't see that one coming at all. And uh, so like they surprised us once. And I think a lot of us were very curious about why they would make that move. But I don't like to make decisions. And I don't like to have form my opinions until after the deadline's over. Because I always wonder if this, then what's next? And the thing, Justin, is I think anything could come out of there. I, I don't think Miller's going today. I'd be surprised. Based on everything I've heard, I, I'd be surprised. Um, so I don't, I don't think he's going today. I, I think they would do Besser if they could, absolutely. I think he would gladly go. I think they'd love to do him if they could. I'm just not sure it's possible. It's a tricky deal with the term. I think they would do Garland. But again, I, I'm not sure where it all goes from, uh, where it all goes from here. But I, I just think they've proven that almost anything can come out of there. And people are telling me that what's being reported and what's actually going on there are not the same things. We're going to find out in a few hours. All right. Um, we're on the phone with Elliot Friedman, of course, sports and NHL insider co-host of 32 Thoughts, the podcast. He'll be in studio uh, shortly, probably en route or close to it. Um, I'm here already. Come oh, on. Like, come on up like, and join like, us. Like, What's like going I on? know I, I'm not a morning person. You're going to get your makeup on, eh? Early. Yeah. The chisel <laughs> needs, it needs its time. Like, that's what it is. We're looking forward come to on. the selfies on the desk. All right. Um, I want to do Jets and the Central Division in general. Um, Jets were once atop that division and now another team amidst a four-game losing streak. What's the pulse on Winnipeg around today? I mean, I feel like we haven't talked about them in general in a couple weeks. It's been kind of sleepy in terms of things, you know, leaking from that area. But anything on the Jets? Well, I I think that they're a little bit like Calgary. Not not the same because they're in the playoffs by five points. But I I think that the thing with Calgary and with Winnipeg is that I think the last week and the way this has gone – it's really made them stop and think. Like, like I think that was a team that really wanted to go get Timo Meyer, but I don't think they had any reason to believe that Meyer would extend with them at this point in time, and they just they weren't willing to give up what it would take for a guy they might only get a few months or a year and a half out of. And so, and but that was a that was a week or two ago, and I and I think it shows you where their mindset was because they were in a better spot. I think now they're struggling a little bit with that. They don't have draft picks. Like if, if if Van Riemsdyk James goes today, then I, I you know I think that could be a place for him. Um, that's the kind of thing I think they're looking at. Um, you know I, I I I really thought they wanted to take a big swing with Meyer. It just wasn't feasible, and now I think they'll probably take some some littler swings. <laughs> littler swings, I like that. Um, <laughs> top of the central though is the Stars, and it seems like they have like a real, real intrigue here because they got Max Domi yesterday, which I think is a nice, tidy one. Um, but yep. they have an opportunity to, to really make a push for the Stanley Cup. I think. Um, where do you think they're looking to add, if so, at today's trade deadline? I think they are probably done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was a real interesting one because their so their cap situation is so tight, they couldn't announce it. Uh, post game, I mean, they couldn't announce until after the game when they sent all those players down in the minors. Mm-hmm. So anything they do, like they've added Dodonov, 
I think they took a big run at Bertuzzi. I think that was a guy that they were really interested in. Obviously didn't get him. Um, but they've added Donov. They've added Domi. I think, I think they're likely done. Like, there are some teams, and again, I really hate doing this because then you have a real chance to look like a big idiot. Like, I think Edmonton is most likely done. I think Dallas is most likely done. Um, like I said, I think Winnipeg is going to take some smaller swings. One of these is going to be wrong. Like, it's a guarantee that one of these is going to be wrong. But that's what I'm kind of looking at in those situations. So you mentioned, like, shreds of information from the past, notebooks, Zach Galifianakis style, trying to figure things out. I think if yeah. you're looking, like, to figure out the unknown, you could start with desperation. Like, who might be desperation and starting, starting with those teams that might be feeling the particular need to do something and maybe revisit something? Is there anyone, is there any team that classifies as desperate with about seven hours to go here before the deadline? Well, what, what, I, what I think is, if you look at what Pittsburgh is doing, it's very clear to me that missing the playoffs is not an option, right? So, like, that's a team I'm looking at. Like, they are, they do not want to miss the playoffs this year. Um, I think the Islanders are another team that has sent signals out saying that um, you know, we, we're not interested in missing the playoffs this year with the trades they've made, Horvat and Engvall, although Horvat's more of a long-term guy. Like, I look at the teams in the race around the Eastern Conference. I think Buffalo's going to be patient. I think Detroit's going to be patient. Ottawa may add. Like, they've got some momentum going right now. Uh, but I look at Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Like, those teams have said, made it very clear, we're not missing the playoffs. And you know, the, the other thing I think, too, is, um, you know, I St. Louis, like, Pareko had an unbelievable night last night. He was really good. That said to me that he wants to stay. I think when you have a game like that in the eve of the trade deadline, a season where you're not going anywhere, you're trying to send a message. But I still think St. Louis is looking to move one of those D. And um, I always wonder about Vegas. I, I think they're, like, I, I know I heard that they were, um most likely uh, done, but I still think they could have another forward if they wanted to. And I, I think Vancouver is worth watching because, you know, they've been, they've been kind of wild stuff all year and, and they could still do another thing. But I, to me, the most fascinating thing is Calgary. Hmm. Like, what are they going to decide? Uh, you know, what are they going to decide to do? Uh, if not desperation, do you think there's pressure with either the Devils or Hurricanes not to respond to what the Rangers have done, but to look around at that. I think you got called it. Was it the octagon? You and Merrick called it. Uh, Merrick, the Eastern Octagon. The Eastern, Merrick, yeah. yeah, the Eastern Octagon. I mean, if you want to survive the Octagon in the Eastern Conference, I know the Devils have made a big move with Timo Meyer, but they still have a lot of assets and they have a lot of reason to improve now and for the future. Do you think the Devils or Hurricanes have anything up their sleeves? Uh, I think the Hurricanes are looking for a center, but they're very careful about rentals. And if it's, and I think they'll pay a bit more for a guy with term, but I think they're more interested in rentals. I'm sorry, I, I think they won't pay as much for rentals. So yes, I do think Carolina is looking to do something. I think, you know, I think the Devils, I think they looked around at, you know, improving their D. And, and like, I wouldn't be surprised if Lars Eller was a guy they were in on. Uh, but I think it's probably more of a depth move for them. I think they considered something bigger. I just don't know if that's going to be possible for them. But I, honestly, I think guys, like I look at Tampa, um, I, I think they're trying to, uh, they just cleared cap room with Nemesnikov. 
I think they're looking to do something. I think they want to add a defenseman. Um, you know, I think Tampa looks at Toronto and Boston and everything they've done. And I think they're, they're sitting there saying, we need one more piece. And they usually do get it. So Tampa's a team I'm definitely watching. You know what? I think the Leafs, too. Like, Dubas has refused to come out and definitively say, I'm done. Like, we've gotten signals from some other teams like Edmonton that they're probably done here unless something surprising happens. Dubas hasn't done that. And that said to me that he's still looking about possibilities. And I, until I get word today that he says he's done, I, I think there's always a chance he could do something. What's going on with John Klingberg? Was this guy not signed to be a rental asset for a team? Like, has his season gone that poorly? Like, why does John Klingberg seem like he's not even being talked about? And is it possible that he sticks around on that? What was like, uh, not even a, not even a gamble. I mean, seven million dollars, seven million dollars. But he wanted to kick the can down the road and, and improve his value. Can't do that with the Anaheim Ducks. It seems like why hasn't he been a bigger name here at the deadline? Well, I think it's been a really tough season there. Like, if you look at their goal differential, it's been really ugly. It's been a hard year there. Um, you know, Gibson, to me, the guy there who's been the best player has been Gibson. He's had an unbelievable run. and But I just think it's really hard to move at this point of the year. I think Klingberg will go today. Um, I just think that, you know, what's happened, Justin, is there's a lot of defensemen out there so teams can afford to you know, squeeze the sellers a little bit. I think that's absolutely happened. I always thought that Klingberg was going to end up in Edmonton. He almost signed there in the offseason. He was almost traded there in the offseason. Um, and I think that he made it very clear he would be very happy to go there after January 1st. Now I'm wondering if Edmonton still has the room to do it. But, you know, he was held out last night. I do think he goes somewhere, but it's uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think, unfortunately, this year it's been so tough um, there that it's, it's kind of hurt his value a little bit. He's a good player, though, man. He's a really good player. All right, Elliot, last one for you. Two-part question before we let you get the, the, the hair gel in there. Um, biggest... It's already done. The hair oh. gel is done. Wow, you're not messing around. Okay, biggest surprise at the trade deadline so far, and then on the other side of that, biggest home run. Oh, well, I, I think it's always a home run when you get the best player. Um, so New Jersey got the best player. So I think that's, uh, like, that's the biggest home run for me. Um, if you get the best player, you win. Uh, the, the biggest surprise, I think the biggest surprise is everything that Toronto's done. Hmm. You know, they've, they've had a really good year. Uh, they were also very good this year when their roster was falling apart. Like, remember how the season started and we had everybody fired and then, (laughs) and then they got all those injuries and they played really well. And they're, they've basically, I don't know if coasting is the right word, but they've known their fate for a couple of months, right? And look at all the changes they've made. And I think the Sandine one in particular uh, blew people's socks off. So uh, I look at that and I say the biggest surprise has been Toronto. And I think we're all wondering if we should be prepared to be surprised again. Ooh, and that's a good tease for trade deadline happening live at 10 a.m. Eastern um, Hockey Central with Elliot and Co. on Breaking News Desk. Uh, appreciate you joining us. We'll see you soon in the studio and uh, looking forward to a full day of content from us here and downstairs at the studio. Thanks, Elliot. I don't know how you guys get up this early. This is this is the He's struggling, eh? See you later. Get yeah, a couple I coffees am. in you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. I, I will, believe me. Bye, guys. <laughs>
Elliot Freeman's Fortsnet NHL Insider Coast with 32 Thoughts, the podcast, and our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online. In the showroom, visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Hockey Central trade deadline live today at 10 a.m. Eastern. Elliot and Jeff are two of three guests today on the breaking news desk. Of course, you have a full day of insiders, of former players, of clowns, of Justin, all over the network today. What what a tease at the end there. Uh, I know. That's, he that's, knows. That's, that's how Elliot's you tune the in. Best. He's the um, pro. Maybe I'm manifesting here. Maybe I'm wishing it into existence. Maybe I'm just hopeful. But it seems like now that everything that had to get done is done, it's just kind of like six hours for everyone to just kind of... It's the witching hour, Justin. To wheel and deal, just to be... <laughs> Just to really go after it, just to... We're going to see some hockey trades. Just to do stuff they couldn't have done before because they had to do all the other stuff. Right. All the other stuff is done. Maybe we see some absolutely nut bar mm, activity. I but I I think he circled the right team. I think Calgary, Calgary. was right to circle. Yep. Because they are, they're sort of a swing team. We got the bankers and we got the swing teams. The swing team, or one of the big swing teams, is surely the Calgary Flames who could decide, hey, we got a couple parts that could help teams. Or... We want to take in something. We mm-hmm. want to try and give this this group a bit of a jolt because, hey, look how wide open the Western Conference is. We're not that far back. If we just get hot, if we have Jacob Markstrom playing like that, we're going to make the Seriously. playoffs. Even though it is an uphill battle at this point, if he plays like that, my money would be on them making it because that was quality goaltending and that's what they've been hurt by, not getting quality goaltending. So maybe that's a little hopeful on that side, but it feels like Calgary could really define the day whether it's selling or buying. And I feel like we're going to get some real creative stuff because there's the opportunity for creativity. Six hours and 33 minutes until the trade deadline, a full slate on our station, on our network, all morning, afternoon, and then evening to recap it all. We'll do the wake and rake on the other side, but we're also taking your 595.90 armchair GM suggestions for today. we got a lot to go through. You know, a lot of smart people listen to the show that's trying to go for Elliot's job mm-hmm. or Kyle Dubas's job. Mm-hmm. We'll get to all those, and we'll take your wake and rake submissions at five ninety five ninety as well to put our three-leg parlay in. We did take your suggestions yesterday, but we ran short on time when we had the big show on um, nationwide cross-collaboration. We have gone through and highlighted the winning picks to give you some praise this morning. There were quite a few successes. And we'll try to get to those as well. But we have um, 30 more minutes to tee up trade deadline. So t- send in your your trades. I want to see them. Maybe you're on to something. All right. On the other side of the break, we'll get to all that on the Fan Morning Show. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money. With Ailish and Justin. All right. The clock is ticking towards trade deadline. We just saw the lights go on down in the Sportsnet studio. We can A see. A little movement. We can see humans. Seen one body come in. Jamal Mares. Early oh, bird did. gets the worm. Good morning. They're there. They're ready to break some news. Um, in the meantime, we're taking your text at 59590. It's your armchair GM moment, okay? You get the stage. You get the floor. 
You're on the phones, your double dubis phone situation right now. What's the trade you want to make? Let's go through a couple here. Gary, how about Nyes, Hall, the first from Sandine trade, and Kerfoot for Josh Anderson, and they retain, retain half his salary until UFA in 2026. That's a, that's a haul. Yeah, that's a haul. That's a lot, including Hall, Hall with Hall. <laughs> uh, that's the problem is, like, Josh Anderson always plays always well against the against Leafs. He always scores Will he always play well for the Leafs? I, it's, it's like a, I think you're giving up a lot. Yep. We'll say that. Okay. Hey, it's BP from Toronto. I would love the Leafs to take a run at Tom Wilson. You must be available. Washington is unloading everybody else, so we have to find a goalie who is the name James Reimer. Love the show. Go Leafs, go. I was going to say, that Hall package, the Hall with Hall, for that's Tom the Tom Wilson, Wilson package. I'm in I'd for that. probably have to add a little bit more, but it's, I'm telling you, if Tom Wilson is available, like if Brian McClellan's if he goes elsewhere, sending out, I'm done. You're done? I'm going to cry. He's your guy, eh? <laughs> no. if, but if Brian McClellan, seriously, if he's on Slack, if he's WhatsApp, he's sending messages out Slack. saying, Tom Wilson's available. Teams should be falling over themselves so. to try and get this guy. He is the perfect playoff guy. He's the perfect complimentary guy to play in a top Take six. A look live. I, I think he's around five, six million a season. But like how, how much more? Oh, a couple more. Ooh. Oh, for sure. Spicy. Um, okay. Garnett. Garnett. Garnett Hathaway, maybe. No, Garnett from Bradford. But Tom Wilson was looking one more year at 5.1. Oh, that's completely different. Um, Garnett from Bradford says... Lease will trade Hall or Lilgren for a draft pick. That's my prediction. Don't need all those defensemen. I got, you got to bring a body in. I think. Yeah, I don't like know you're, like if you trade, pick. if you even if you just trade Lilgren, you're leaving almost two million on on, on the table. Like why wouldn't Kyle Dubas use? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Might as well. You can't take it home with you, right? Mike from Assiniboia. Well, unless you're MLSC, I guess you can take it home with you. That's true. Mike from Assiniboia, the guy texts in all day long. Big fan. With Quick in Vegas, would the GM part with goaltender Aiden Hill? Just over $2 million cap left. Could you get him for Kerfoot and an extra D-man that's kicking around? Maybe the number one draft pick that the Leafs required. I don't know the goaltending position perfectly off the top of my head, like where they're at. But mm-hmm. they have Hill, Rassois, and Logan Thompson, correct? In addition to uh, Jonathan Quick. That could Quick. be accurate. However, yes. I think there's injuries to everybody. Like, I think Rassois is, like, unavailable and... Uh, Logan Thompson, the reason why they got yes. someone is because Logan Thompson wasn't available. So they can't give up Hill if they don't have the, the second healthy goaltender. But maybe, yeah, there's someone to to grab from that little log jam mm-hmm. in the Vegas crease. Oh, here's a good goaltending option. Vegas flipped Michael Hutchinson to Columbus, so he's out there. Get Hutch. If that guy came Hutch back, playing think... playoff games for the Colorado Avalanche was just one of the more remarkable. It was a crazy, crazy <laughs> moment. It was like living in a simulation. What are the Avalanche doing? Uh, great. We didn't just, even. Just yeah. Lars Eller? Stanley Cup champions well, are they just getting healthy getting... bodies back. Maybe they think that's their trade li- deadline boost. But... I guess, but they they should be somewhat in Tampa mode where it's just like, yeah, let's let's get aggressive here. We got a couple years to make this this work. Okay. Armchair GM trade of the day, maybe. Leafs package Murray and a prospect to New York for Halak. Murray and a prospect. Well, they'd have so much more cap space, right? Mm-hmm. Because Murray makes considerably more than Halak. That's a lot of money. So again, like same thing, but like I think Murray has a bigger ceiling, right? Like Murray could play playoff games for you. If Halak's playing playoff games for you, you're probably in trouble. TJ from London, a name that was thrown around on several Leaf podcasts I listened to is Jacob Verana from the Detroit Red Wings. As a top six forward, we can move Ryan O'Reilly down to the third and make four solid rolling lines. 
So Verona is an interesting name. He Verano entered the player assistance Nana. program. Nice. Entered the player assistance program mm -hmm. uh, earlier this year. Yes. There was some talk that he was being like kind of showcased, which is a weird thing with someone who's dealing mm -hmm. with, uh, I believe it was alcohol issues. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if he's a viable option. Yeah. Um, okay. Lots more here. Um, let's keep sending them in at 595.90. Matt Murray, Boston's first, and Nyes to Nashville for guess who? UC? UC Saros. Say it again. First round pick Matt at Nyes. Matt Murray, Boston's first, and Nyes. It's going to take more than that. Really, eh? Oh, I mean, if Janot goes for a one, a two, well, a three, Jeannot a four, a five. Well, ruined everything. <laughs> Janot is about, you know, fractionally worth the same amount. On the open market, I would say, as UC Saros. Like we're talking about a, five, a cupboard. We're talking about top five goaltender in the league. And if mm -hmm. Nashville is going to trade that top five goaltender in the league, at least in my opinion, it's going to take a lot. Similar line of uh, GMing here. Matthew Nyes and whoever the hell you want for UC Saros. Sell whatever's in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if that's more realistic, if it was an option, uh, it would be worth what's in your cupboard, potentially. <laughs> Not much in there. Um, what do you think of adding Henrique? Would he be able to recover soon enough to gel with the team before playoffs? That's Nick and Markham. Uh, yeah, he believe he's hurt, right? Like that was part of the uh, the the memo that went to teams. Like you can't acquire players to stash until they're ready to be healthy. And I think Unless Henrique, some teams. Henrique's like the poster boy for that. Uh, Henrique makes too much money, I would mm. expect, though. Almost $6 million, one more season after that. I mean, yeah, I mean, if... That's the problem is like he you'd want him to be a rental like most players at least from the Leafs standpoint you don't want them to be rentals you want guys that are going to be around for two maybe three years but Henrique are you going to want him at three million next year I'm not convinced here's a fun one Darren from Orangeville Drew Doughty is mad at the Kings so trade Kerfoot Hill in a third Kerfoot Hill in a third oh I think, oh Hall sorry Otto Kerfoot always Hall. gets me I mean gets these guys here <laughs> no it's it's just not a, it's not happening. <laughs> We might Riley. You want to trade Riley for Dowdy? Here, here's a fun one. Jono in Toronto. Would you rather have Morgan Riley or Jacob Chikrin as your top D man? I don't. Recency bias. That's the thing. I've is like we don't like know one who... healthy game exactly. with Jacob Chikrin. And last Chikrin night is. he laid on the ice for three minutes. I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Because me? he got hurt. He got he hurt for three minutes. Justin, and I thought, no, I know you're, you're joking. No, he was down. He was down, and I thought, this is this something's going on. In that the would universe. have been hilarious. I, I don't know. Jacob Chikrin's like an unproven, untested asset. Like, who are you if you play for Arizona only your entire career and you've sat and you've been hurt and all this is is clouded everything about, around your career? Like, Jacob Chikrin needs to play hockey for a while before I could say for sure that he's better or more of a viable option than Morgan Riley. We thought of him as potentially an Olympic caliber defenseman previously. Mm -hmm. He makes considerably less than Morgan Riley, which should be part of the decision-making process. But, I mean, we're talking about things to upset the apple cart kind of change the dynamic in a room. Trading Morgan Riley would be uh, oh, probably something would that would ever be probably a summer thing if that's ever a thing. Tyler from Peterborough, armchair GM. Leafs should look at making a deal with Nashville for Yusei Saros and a 2024 or 2025 third round for Matt Murray. Also Matt Murray, Boston's first, 2027 first, 2025 fourth, and either Aston Reese or Guffs of Sin for the roster spot. This move would still leave enough cap space for Nyes to sign. Might have to put Topi or Ropey in to push this deal over the line. You have to put <laughs> <laughs> Topi or Ropey. Topi, uh, Ropey. Topi could go. Uh, is that Hervonen I think he's talking about? Yeah. Ronnie? Ronnie Hervonen? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, listen. Again, 
I'll say it again. If Everyone you can get wants him, you say Saros. I'm glad everyone knows how good UC Saros is That's because good. that's the kind of guy who could kind of fly mm-hmm. under the radar, but uh, it's you can't just dump problems on Nashville and get UC Saros. My favorite thing about the text line is when people type, type in knives and it autocorrects to knives. It makes me laugh every time. I love how you just know it's knives now. Well, it's knives. Anytime and I'm you like, see knives, knives in there, it's just, okay, Matt. Knives there. out, baby. Um, good flick. I didn't think it was good at all. No, I loved it. Ugh. There's a new one, isn't there? Like a second one? Glass Onion or something? I didn't watch that. That was good too. Um, Knives that was better though. Boston's first and Hall to Anaheim for John Gibson. That's Chris Boston and Barry. Boston first and Hall. Gibson retained. Chris I, and Barry. I, I found it interesting that Elliot says or Elliot believes that John Gibson's having like a standout season in Anaheim. I'm not the person who thinks John Gibson is incapable of playing hockey. There are a lot of people who think John Gibson's not capable of being a quality goaltender anymore. I'm not of that mind. However, you got to know if you're making that deal, right? You got to know that he's good. You got to know that he can play Especially because you've high already level. put your and cards you, in with two goaltenders. And you kind of got to know that he cares. I had questions. Right? Like, John Gibson's kind of like, oh, uh, uh, you know, are we just, like, playing hockey in California and enjoying life, or do we want to win a Stanley Cup? I don't know that about John Gibson. However, Kyle Dubas is all about gambles. He's been gambling with his goaltenders since he got here, and that would be as proven of an asset that he's ever brought in. And still there's questions. Trade Morgan Riley, Kerfoot, and a first for Eric Carlson and James Reimer. That's Kim in Bracebridge. Okay, now we're talking. Oh, okay. You want Eric Carlson? You would sell your soul for Eric Carlson. <laughs> I might. I might sell my soul for Eric Carlson. Here's a good but, one. But, I mean, okay, just just think about yeah. it. Yeah. Are Leafs better team with Eric Carlson or Morgan Riley? Eric, well, Eric Carlson this year has uncovered a level of play Riley, that we didn't Riley, even know existed. Riley plays like Eric Carlson, but without the Eric Carlson production. So it's not like you're giving up defensive acumen for someone who's pure offensive talent. Like you'd solve the power play problem. There'd be no need for an Eric Gustafson because you have the best power play quarterback in the league. And oh yeah, he gets most of his production at five on five for a bad team. Eric Carlson is, if you could match the salary at 7.5, he's the better player. I think he's going to be the better player for the next four years. For sure, but it's a big deal. Okay, let's rip through a couple more of these. They're fun. Matthews and Riley for McDavid. Damn, that's a call. Call up the Oilers for that one. Jordan. Just wait for the free transfer in four (laughs) or five years. Jordan Biddington at twenty percent and Braden Shen at fifty percent for first Hall, Nyes, Kerfoot, and Murray. Wow. I don't trust Jordan Biddington. Same. Um, Scott from Oshawa. People are delusional. This is what it actually costs for Nashville. He'll be a Vesna consideration for the next eight years. So more like Nyes, Robertson, Toby Nimala, Miko Kokonen, third round in 2025. Your New York Rangers, third 2024, fourth round 2024. Plus to fix your cap, Nashville takes Kerfoot. And that's for Yusei Saros at three years of $5 million. It's a more realistic depiction of that trade. Scott's a real GM. Scott's probably right. Yes, he is. Um, Daryl and Sudbury. I'm calling Stevie Y and trying to get David Perron, not Verana, at 50%. Played with O'Reilly when St. Louis won the cup for Lilgren, Zach Aston Reese, and a first. Lilgren, Zach Aston Reese, and a first. Might be a little bit rich for Perron. Although I guess you have to add 50%. a little extra for the 50% retention. But uh, yeah, I don't want to give up the first per- for Perron. Rental. I think if the first is back in play, it's for 
someone who's going to be here for a bit. Gold I guess Perron might be. You'll have to take a look. Uh, goaltending is a need, but Tom Wilson has always been the missing piece. Toronto boy coming home. He's our path to the cup. Dave and Barry. Yes, Dave's got the passion. You and Dave sharing a brain. <laughs> what would it take to bring the goat Patrick Wad of retirement to play for the Leafs? That's Jag and Scarborough. Probably a little bit. I like Jag's picks better than his ideas for <laughs> hey, deadline. Hey, there you go. He did send in a pick for today. Um, okay, there's a lot of fun ones, but we should get just a couple of wake and rake selections in as well. Uh, and we have some shout-outs based on some winning picks yesterday we, we didn't get to. I will quickly get my pick out of the way. The New York Knicks are one of the hottest teams in basketball. They are scoring Bing the bong. basketball at will. Jalen Brunson's in the most improved discussion. Emmanuel quickly in the six-man discussion. Lots of vibes around New York right now. Bing bong indeed. They are short favorites on the road at Miami. I think they win. What I think they're on a seven-game winning streak right mm-hmm. now. I think they push that to eight. They're, they're nine of ten, I believe, at the moment. I think they push that to ten of, of 11. I think I'm riding the Knicks way for a little bit here, and uh, I like the Knicks to win on the road as short favorites in Miami. I'm lighting the beam tonight, Justin. It's Big been Hooper a while. Day. Trade deadline day, and we're doing hoop picks. Yeah, because no, you know why? Because you can't pick anything in the NHL today. Who knows what these teams are thinking? The guys are not focused. They don't even know. They can miss their buddy at noon. Their friend can be, their linemate could be traded. They could be having an influx of players. Their focus is not in. I'm not betting any hockey today. It's a crapshoot. So I'm Looks going. Looks like some landmines out there. Yeah. yeah, I'm going NBA. Light the beam. Uh, minus five and a half over the Clippers. You are on the beam team now as you've made a futures bet for the Kings. Yeah, I didn't bring it up because it's someone else's. I, you know, heard someone else talking about That's it. Right. But plus 5,500 for the Kings to go to the NBA Finals. The I Kings are hot. Maybe they went around and you can start using that as a little hedge out like opportunity. It's that big of a price, but the Kings are good. They're and on a four game winning streak. No, uh, there's no like can't miss teams out West. We don't know what Phoenix is going to be. Denver always finds a, finds a way to blow it. Dallas is, I don't know. I don't trust them. I don't trust really anyone out West. So I'll take a team at a long price. Who's going to have some home court advantage for a while. Yeah, that's, I think it's interesting. Okay. So I'm lighting the beam at home as well, which is very vital because that's where they light it. Um, Sacramento Kings minus five and a half. I'm seeing it at six or five and a half. So I'm just going to go to five and a half. You're, you're doing um, the... Knicks minus three on the road against the Heat. Let's do a couple more um, wake and rake anchor picks, but we got to give a shout out to a few winners yesterday. Buff Daddy sent in three picks, hit all three. Ian sent in a pick, hit it. Um, Chad from Peterborough hit his pick as well. Steven Sutton hit his pick, and Neil in Newfoundland hit his pick. So thanks for sending those in. Sorry to get to them yesterday. We were a bit uh, pressed for time. So let's go through today's. All right, let's start with Parley Poppy here. Uh, Devils money line against the Golden Knights, minus 115. Devils too good to pass up right now. You also think John Rahm is winning the Arnold Palmer. Not much of a hot take given that John Rahm is leading the Arnold Palmer. Uh, UNC Ash- Asheville, minus nine and a half today at noon. Dayton, minus one and a half tonight. The Tar Heels will cover anything minus four and a half or better tomorrow in the Tobacco Road rivalry. Absolutely a must win for UNC. That's Chad and Peterborough. Steven Sutton looking for two in a row. Uh, Seattle in regulation. They're in Columbus tonight. Columbus mm-hmm. ruined my pick the other day. But are they going to ruin two parlays this week? I don't think so. Jag, here he is. Bulls minus five and a half. Ooh. Okay, this one is from Alessandro in North York who did not hit his Cremonese. Sorry, Suns over the Bulls five and a half. I, I read that wrong. 
oh, right, Suns right, 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 on spread right. over the Bulls. So he he's uh he's apologizing for Roma losing two one to in that game. Uh, but he's going with Real Sociedad on the three way money line versus wow. Cadiz. I'm gonna guess it's it's pronounced Real Sociedad in La Liga today. That's uh, a wild one. <laughs> Eric and Burlington, I like the Oilers to win in regulation tonight. Coming off a big win against the Leafs and playing a struggling Jets team, I think they get the job done. Jeremy and Meaford, uh, hey gang, F1 is back. Max Verstappen Whoa. to win free practice. No way. The free practice too? What does that mean? You're going to have to help me out on this. Anyway, it's plus 110. Probably a decent bet. Starts at 10 a.m. though. Red Bull looked very strong through preseason testing and earlier this morning. So FP2 starts at 10 a.m. today, as you're right. Uh, as you outlined, Ailish, plus 110 for Max Verstappen, the defending champ, I believe. We've never done a F1 pick in the wake and rake, so that could be fun. Um, good morning. For today's anchor, I'm going to take Mikel Bridges over 21 and a half points. Juliana will go back and take the Warriors to cover against the Hornets. And at the end of the week, I'm going to take Connor McDavid to score the first goal at plus 750. He's done it the last two games. That's Ron and Jules. And finally, Neil from Newfoundland. Good morning. Got an easy cover from Tommy Paul last night. Yes, you did. Uh, today, he's going with ATP Acapulco and Holger Rune, minus two and a half, minus 125 over Alex de Manauer. Rune looks like he's playing at the top of his game, a lot like a few months ago when he took out Djokovic, Alcaraz, Felix, and Rublev on his way to winning a title. Rune minus two and a half games. That's Neil from Newfoundland. Okay. We're uh, doing, let's do a triple basketball parlay. Okay, I was going to say, you want to get Max Verstappen it's in there? It's at 10 a.m. I don't want people to miss it. Okay, triple Sorry. basketball, let's do it. Uh, triple basketball. I, before I went to the beam team, was going to pick the Suns on the spread, remember? And I changed my mind last minute to the beam team, so I think we should do it. Okay. Um, we have Jeg and Scarborough saying that, and... Um, we did like his pick better than his idea. We did. So let's do Jeg and Spar- Scarborough. I'm seeing Suns at four and a half, so... That's even better. Scoop it up. Um, He's got five and a half. I've got four and a half. So let's take it all together. Our wake and rake parlay today on a triple basketball day. We're not touching the NHL because who knows what's going on there. (laughs) (laughs) On trade deadline day, let's ignore the NHL. Well, let's ignore the betting of the NHL. Um, Kings minus five and a half. Knicks minus three and Suns minus four and a half. All spread picks, all favorites for the NBA. All together plus 608 for your wake and rake this morning. Looks like our buddy Paul Bissonnette just walked in. Oh, does he got a posse around so, him or what? He actually did have a posse, which is you probably kidding? expected. <laughs> so uh, everyone's making their way in for Hockey Central Trade Deadline Edition beginning on television at 10 a.m. Of mm-hmm. course, we on the radio have you covered all day. We sure do. After we get off the air, it's the J.D. Bunkus podcast, and he will have Paul Bissonnette and Ryan Getzloff. Then Justin, after a quick nap, maybe a quick coffee, he's back in the studio 11 to 1 with... Mar- Matt Marchese and a special edition of that Sportsnet Today show. Then we have Gunner and Gord bringing you Leafs Nation from 1 to 3 p.m. Up right, to the deadline. Right up to the buzzer um, with some special guests, all day special guests. Um, Real Kipper and Bourne will break it all down at 3 p.m. Um, as the tra- trade deadline hits. And then fan drive time, of course, from 5 to 7. And to wrap it all up, um, all day long, Hockey Central on TV, as we mentioned, starting at 10 a.m. for trade deadline. Predictions for today, Eilish, as it pertains to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they're done. Yeah. Will That's be, my bet. Will you be disappointed nope, if your be. prediction is correct? I will be very happy either way, but I'm thinking a little bit more quiet for Toronto. But I'd also love to be wrong. You'd love to be wrong because it would be interesting, but also, like, you know, maybe there's room to improve goaltending. Maybe on defense, maybe still at that left wing spot on the and second. And after 30% roster turnover, we're still saying that. 
<laughs> that might be a bit of a red flag. I don't know if we can ever be happy here. It might be a bit of a red flag, but uh, listen, this is our last call talking about it, at least this week, at mm-hmm. least you and I. Kyle Dubas created content for oh, weeks ever. for us this week. He was awesome. Uh, the, the way that this deadline is shaping up is awesome, and I hope that for everyone's sake in this building, there's lots to talk about today. And I'm I'm hoping still there's still one more thing as Elliot Friedman mm-hmm. teased. Maybe one more thing for the Leafs today. Six hours and five minutes till the trade deadline. Uh, full day of action here on SportsCenter, SportsCenter 590 Fan. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned all day long. And I'll be back Monday, but catch Justin back on the airways at 11.